You're now listening to the Open Africa podcast with Laulu, Nosa, and Furo. On this episode, we will revisit Laulu's predictions oh God. for 2023. <laughs> we'll see if anybody feels led <laughs> to predict again, <laughs> considering how right the prediction was and how bad it is for everyone and also discuss uh, Wasoko and Max AB um, some additional again layoffs the definition of layoffs um, and then the new CBN crypto circular in Nigeria can I just say to everyone that I'm sorry and it's not really my fault but Yes, yes, yes. Oh we have started. Leave that to the episode. I promise you it's going to be in there so people can see what I deal with every time we have to record. But yeah, yeah if you are wondering what the predictions were, um, you'll hear it now. Do you know my own prediction for this year? Dollar at 1,400. You the people will suffer in this country. She, we are begging you I to do the right thing. Are you not here with us? I say you will all suffer, except me, because my God will deliver me. <laughs> all of you are going to poverty. If you were not poor before, you'll be poor this year. Do you think startups are factored in election in their plans for the year? If they have not, if then not, they are in trouble because they are going to sack everybody in their companies too. It's, How? It's so, it is a year of suffering. And as Laulu predicted, dollar hit 1,400. Well, t- in my defense, it hasn't hit 1,400. It's like on one, two. It now. did one day and it came back down or something like that. I'm pretty sure that hit it and come back down. Hey. The, I changed dollars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure it hit. But what Laulu failed to understand and I tried to point out is that he's in Nigeria with us. I'm seeing it too. So <laughs> Today, I tried to order from a food court. I saw price and I ran away. And they went to child deck and I ran. still saw price again on child. <laughs> in fact, that child deck one eh, is very interesting because it sort of sparked conversation on the on the internet about their pricing strategy for delivery, right? Yes, it sparked a very big conversation, and now Nosa is taking notes. I'm worried. Oh God! Okay, oh God. Um, yeah, so we're now living in an economy that dollar is one, two on a good day. Ah, <laughs> this episode is coming out on Christmas Day. Can we please no, add some good cheer to it? Say please. good cheer. Everybody releases on Christmas Day. That's it's coming first. out on Christmas Day. Oh That's when it's coming out. Oh, God. Anyways, so that was that. Um, and obviously, I think everybody's feeling the impact. Um, investors... I'm like, I'm feeling the impact. Uh, founders are feeling the impact because for investors, it means that it's take a lot longer. Multidimensional shiggy. And founders will have to do a lot more magic to give you any decent returns in USD <laughs> because <laughs> they have to like triple their efforts. Um, tragedy. Yeah. Anyways, moving on from that. Does anybody want to predict for 2024? <laughs> don't, don't point at me. I'm not saying anything. 
clearly I can't be trusted to help the economy <laughs> with my words. So I'm just gonna keep quiet here and leave it to Nosa to predict. You didn't predict for this year. Please predict for 2024. Nosa is silent. He's mute on this. I don't generally predict because no. The problem with predicting is that if I say what's really in my mind, it won't be good vibes. But then it will probably be true. <laughs> and I don't want to be that person again. Prophet of Doom is not really sweet like that. It's not. Okay, I'll predict. Oh, God. Um, Next year, transfers will flip cards as predominant method of merchant payment. Okay. Um, I Next year, I also think people will move, especially for... Merchants acquiring people will move more businesses will move away from POS terminals to something else around transfers from merchant payments because it will be cheaper and more sustainable in the long run and faster. Because also because as dollar keeps going high, the cost of importing POS terminals will also go high, so people will move look towards other things as alternative payment method that's one prediction another prediction is there will be a bunch of startups that have failed this year that will announce that they failed next year <laughs> so the failure actually happened this year it just hasn't been announced yet so there'll be a lot of them that fail next year um i mean we've already seen a lot of people closing down this year so there'll be I don't want to say there'll be more mergers and acquisitions. I was going to ask. I would say for businesses that have raised VC funding, like proper VC funding, there might be acquis- there might be up for sale or proper acquisitions, or at least they'll be shedding some of the businesses to other people. For guys that didn't have any, that didn't raise institutional VC, it would be a lot difficult for them to find buyers because of the because of lacking network. So those businesses would quietly shut down. Um, more Please. people will try to localize their costs as dollar goes up. If you haven't already done that, I mean, good it, luck. it has started this year, but more people will properly announce it in the form of laying off international staff or switching to local providers for certain things. So you see probably, I suspect you see a lot more Verve adoption than Visa MasterCard. So I think it will be a good year for InterSwitch in that regard as people localize. Thank you, so Pastor. So the one good news is that there's more business for InterSwitch. For InterSwitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's really positive thing. No, but I think this will be a good segue into the Max AB um, Wasoko conversation in light of mergers and acquisitions that we might see going forward. Um, so they recently announced that they're potentially exploring a merger. Um, and for those that don't know, Max AB and Wasoko are players in the African B2B e-commerce space. Um, and they both they're discussing this merger due to financial challenges and market pressures that they experience. Sorry, you said they are discussing, so they've not done it. 
Mm. They've tentatively tentatively done it, but it's not officially confirmed. Yeah. So why why did they announce it? To announce that they're going it to out do into it. the universe. I mean, people do announce things again. It's just yeah. signaling. Yeah, but then they signal to see if investors will come, <laughs> since they are combining forces. Anyways, um, so I mean, in the same period as they are merging, another B two B e commerce person, Market Force. Shut. is well they haven't shut down but they are facing litigation from one of their providers or one of their yeah one of their suppliers that they haven't paid so again that space is consolidating i feel like i feel like these days things are so hard that normal me i want to insert a joke or something <laughs> but that, just beat, like... that beat would be one perhaps we should reference um an older one of our old episodes where we actually broke down the the value chain and i think one of the things that we're saying there was that this thing is being subsidized by vc capital um i don't know that by itself especially with the models that the the guys in Nigeria are operating. I don't know that that thing ever becomes profitable by itself. Maybe, maybe at like mass scale and like super efficient operations. Maybe. Yeah. So but speaking of what I said about mergers next year um, and being VC funded, Basoko and Maxi B have had have been invested in by. They very, have yeah they have same investors prominent investors so that kind of a link is easy to is a is an easy deal to do yeah because the guy's just consolidating but a similar company that will be competing with them in that space maybe in nigeria without the same depth of connections will also will feel struggles oh yeah one more prediction uh a lot of the traditional agency banking players will either die out or will sell. Then the margins have been crushed in that business and they don't have the capacity to pivot into traditional merchant acquiring. So OPE essentially OPE and Pompey and Money Point have will force most of them out. Some of them will be resilient and stay, like Paga. But the others, the more traditional guys will wind down or sell. I actually have to give it to Paga. They just, they're like the longest players. Like they've been in the game the longest and they just keep getting things done. Competition keeps coming and trying to take, you know, cuts I think from them. But. Paga, Paga has survived because they have first mover mode mm. and they have an established cash. Because they did lot, they've done lots of development finance type work, mm. and I think that's gotten them a good northern base that I don't think the other guys have quite entered yet. Fair enough. But at the same time, it is a it is a steady business in the sense that they do they didn't raise they haven't raised enough VC money that required them to aggressively grow, so they've been steady, pro and profitable. Or for for a while, and they just never did more than their power. Mm. But at the same time, that's why it has been easy for these other guys to pass. Yeah, them chance up. to enter. Yeah. But 
it's also the reason why they don't necessarily have to die they just need like their existing base to active base to just keep being active rather than acquiring new compete and competing with the guys i just saw here that wasoko closed the 125 million dollar funding round last year yeah and max ab has raised over 100 million dollars well good luck to them Mm-hmm. Th- thing, uh, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. So in e-commerce, as in American, yes, yes, it's a very capital intensive. Yeah, business. e-commerce is extremely. Like I don't even want to imagine like sort of inventory that they have. Yeah, it's a very capital. That's where a lot of the business. money will go. So, and if you're not, if your inventory days are long, then you're screwed. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't really even go and find safety outside of fintech. You can. This this economy. You can't go and do there is no there can no go and do what we were discussing earlier. Enter garment uh, yeah. selling. <laughs> even that one, you will you'll be surprised. Uh, you'll be competing with Maca and um, and these other Instagram vendors. That lady is operating in like a very niche space yeah anyways moving on to layoffs um chipper cash announced some additional layoffs um there was also some news about layoffs at sikari wise and number and mm. that got found as a bit sensitive on twitter i understand that obviously their business have been talked about but <laughs> We'll just say going to the definition of a layoff. <laughs> Chad GPC believes that if you fire someone for anything like business related, um, where it's not like the person is not performing, it's just we're taking a different direction, you know, or where we're dead in this department, that that's a layoff. It doesn't matter whether they are 30 or so. Two. I think a it's essentially when roles become redundant um and that's that happens that's, every yeah, day and that's typical the standard yeah. the standard behavior is not new i think there's just in the startup bubble there's an association with layoff or there's a people when people hear layoff in the it's startup bubble, so negative connotation. it's exciting but yeah, in a negative way. yeah there's negative connotation in the sense that oh market are impacting blah 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 so but layoffs journalists like but, it. but layoffs are standard procedure in business and it's not just i mean there's like performance related firing mm-hmm. which is one thing but layoffs mm-hmm. in the sense that you change your strategy and you say you don't want to do a particular line of business that is accepted that is normal um yeah the banks do it every time when they lay off contracts literally after. all the time and they're trying to optimize their costs or they're trying to change different directions so I can see it. Um, I saw a guy on LinkedIn that was laid off from CarryWise. Uh, he was like an SEO specialist. And he in his post, he mentioned that CarryWise was changing their direction in terms of SEO and how they approached it, which is fair and it is valid. I mean, if that's their strategy. It's their strategy. There's strategy. nothing anybody can do about yeah. it. Let me just rephrase and say it's not like the journalists like it, but yeah, it's, we report stuff like that because it's exciting. 
it's not exciting it's in news. a negative so, way yeah I, th- I think the founders are sensitive it gets people going the founders are sensitive because they people have just come to associate layoffs with bad management yeah and bad management at startups is what leads to, leads to layoff but it's just it's a, it's a restructuring right and it happens every time what the startups did is that they grew quickly because of a particular strategy and now when the funds are not the same and the numbers are not adding up they've changed strategy it's and i mean some rules are redundant but that's not that it's also a thing where it doesn't even have to be that funds are tight it could also just be that they've hit a a different stage in the business and you need different and, yeah, set of and skills and yeah exactly and there's no space anywhere else to put those people yeah. so it's like because i mean airbnb changed their strategy with regards to ads a while ago where he where they realized that their ad spend it didn't make it didn't make any marginal contribution to acquisition so like they stopped running ads and they were still acquiring at the same rate so there was like matters well not they already have enough brand power that they don't need to be running always on ads. So those people probably got laid off because there wasn't any need for ad buyers and all that kind of stuff anymore. It's not, it's a change in strategy. But again, like I said, people just have this negative connotation. Yeah, I think the founders are obviously sensitive because they feel like you're saying that their business is doing badly. Yeah, or I feel like you're saying that they've done something wrong Wrong. by laying off people. But it is kind of what it is because it is what it is. Because even Yinka, uh, Yinka from Number, when he complained, he shared like a screenshot of email he sent to staff, basically saying him and his co-founder have to approve all all hires. Mm-hmm. That if, and he used the example of if a driver is getting hired, he wants to have a say in it. I mean, that's not a bad thing per se, but it is a restructuring. It is a tightening of budget or yeah. tightening of, of the pants. Or tight, no, not necessarily. It could just be tightening of, you've seen that the talent that you're hiring is not up it's to standard exactly, because, because you've let standard. go of the process. Yeah. So you're taking that and back. you're trying to get the culture back in. Exactly. Like, it's not, it doesn't always it have is, to be tied to money. It it's is, just... Layoffs do happen and yeah. you can't be sensitive about it. I guess... The They're problem, sensitive because of how the perception. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really ju- it's really the perception. the perception. But again, again, you have to have thick skin in this business. And I think perhaps people have have been spoiled by <laughs> the fawning that they get as startup people and startup founders. Yeah, that they don't realize that they've been rock stars for a very long time. Yeah, they've been, exactly. You've been you've been superstars for a while. People have been looking up to you. Everybody calls you a like, boy, boy. But again. Oh, As somebody that worked in a bank and saw people insult my bank on things that I worked on every day, <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't die. Like, yeah. yeah or, or remember when we go and talk to graduate trainees and they would tell them all the work oh, they've God. done, and they're just like, "Why don't we know about it? What are you really doing in that team? Like, it's what it is. Like, yeah, it is, you just have to have thick skin. Somebody that has never worked anywhere before in his life will be telling you how to do your work. Like, I mean, do you think when GT Bank was <laughs> having issues, do you think trainees. do you think Shegun was is not human, and do you think Shegun wasn't feeling some way? Exactly when like it's, I mean, the, if if the big companies are going to get this kind of attacks, you should expect to be to get the same type of attacks because. You have gone mainstream. You are not a small company anymore. I mean, yeah. you, you announce your raises to suggest that you are playing You're doing with the big good. boys. Yeah. And when you play with the big boys, you get the same level of insult. And scrutiny. And scrutiny. I mean, 
If they, I, did, I if, don't think anybody even gets the level of insult that like bank bros and yeah. If look, if if Kuda has a thirty minutes, one minutes that thirty minute downtime, Kuda is trending. Yeah. Like people are insulting Kuda, people are calling Kuda scam. But I think Kosa was to I mean, if you go into any reply on any on anything if you oh read the replies God. you think any bank that has customers like any bank that has proper customers it's not even just replies to their posts you even see their social other people posts. you see a they trending topic yeah and i just see them. at Ope, please refund me yeah. my money like, yeah Ope. on linkedin one guy took his complaints with my former employer to linkedin they, yeah, put, yeah, it, they put up yeah, a post yeah. on look, linkedin if, if you look if you look into replies you think Perhaps maybe this Kuda app has not come on in this, two years. In two years, <laughs> no transfer has ever been completed. You won't know that it's a nothing has been downtime. And nothing has ever been successful. You won't know that it's an isolated incident. But it is what it is. You see it on Pound Pay, you see it Ope, you see it Money Point. You Bro. just have to have thick skin. I'm not. There are people that make noise, and it should just be that. If, if looking at even ticks, ticks people put wrong email address. And you see them shout, "Oh, I'm going to drag, to drag them that I didn't get my ticket." But when you tell the guy, "Oh, you put wrong email address," he's not going to come out and say, "I goofed." I mean, but I can't come out to that customer and quote tweet and I say, "You are wrong. Your email address is wrong." You just have to have thick skin if you want to do this my business. Own place, one, one customer sent a message to customer success, and before the babe could even reply, he had gone to Niger PR. Yeah, like bro, just relax. Like, let's it, even it, tell you that we don't know what we are doing first. It, it is. It is. escalating. It is what it is, and I think more people in this industry. I guess maybe founders are a bit more sensitive. But me, as a long, long time employee, I've just charged it to the game. I've been insulted, big bank. I've been insulted, small bank. Like it's it's. It insults left right. <laughs> Anyways. Moving on to the last thing, uh, CBN Crypto Circular. Somebody made a comment that we're actually back no. To... Before we even move on, I want to talk about Chipper. Okay. Yeah, because I think they've done the big big layoff. Heavy, heavy. Now uh, they're shocking is this. Small, small I mean, this time because if you look at it, if you go on Chipper website, because they have pictures of their team, mm-hmm. like the senior team. I don't know why they do that, but they do. And over the course of the year, it has mm-hmm. been trimming, trimming, trimming. In this round, the CEO is out. Uh, the salaries on international staff have been slashed, so everybody's taking a pay cut. Uh, I mean, one guy that was worked in their revenue operations that they recently let go said they are part on part to pro- profitability. They reviewed contracts, blah 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 blah. I think and cheaper. And then they let him go after he did that. I be he left which one? I mean, they let him go. Okay. <laughs> But his announcement was that he put them on the path to profitability. You guys should say what you really want to say. No comment. No, I, I mean, again, he was an international hire. I think for for Chipper, is, it's been a good but rough year for them. And I say good in the sense that they've actually done kind of work this year. Like, they've, they, or they try, they've tried to do things. At this time last year, they didn't have NIP. <laughs> Fun fact. So uh, they didn't have NIP, and they raised all that money. This year they've gone done local transfers. You can now do transfer USD to USD between different people. Sorry, when you say they didn't have NIP, you mean like direct connection to NIBS? You couldn't transfer 
to banks. You could withdraw to an account Cheaper in your cash. name. Yes. You could withdraw to an account in your name, but you couldn't like transfer to another bank. Oh. I know. It, it shocked me too. It was but it's something they got around this time last year. That was when they were finishing it up. They launched it this early this year. They got oh. they got the USD account. They've done a lot of crypto. So like all their USD balances are consolidated into one balance. So you can use that balance to buy crypto. You can use that balance to buy USD. Like it's all USDC, USDT. I think they're just trying to do things that kind of make make things work um, or make the business work uh their international expansion especially outside nigeria at least mm-hmm. has calmed down or quietly gone down what is cheaper ID doing what are they doing how, how is, it, how is, how is it cheaper doing? no the what's it called is it cheaper id the, the identity the identity thing uh, i mean one of their customers was Payday. And we know, I mean, one of the people they shouted wow. at was Payday. And we know where Payday is now. So I want to say it's not doing great, but it just looks like this year they've actually tried things. This year they worked. Yeah. Like they actually earned salary this year. But in other years might have just been Which is ironic because they downslashed uh, yeah, the salary this year. Exactly. It's just, it's, I think they're trying, they're squeezing out a lot more from their guys than they used to. So it's a bit unfortunate that it coincides with money just running, running out. So I'll say that's uh, that's another one I guess we should to look out for next year if they can figure it out. And I think they are going to be betting big on crypto because to be fair, a lot of their money is is a lot of the revenues on paper are crypto related revenues. So hopefully, this new regulation plus the up market are busy bull market what do you call it it's a good thing for it's a good thing for them as they recover but yeah there are plans of a global yeah it's just is everything they've had to slow down a bit and not just cheaper too what's it called keeper as well um their pos business uh they said they i mean the guy says they they own it but they've given it to block essentially they are moving the customers to block um they've let go of a whole lot of people so next year is going to be another interesting year for them i think that now that they've moved out the payment product they are back down to what they started with, which is bookkeeping. And I guess next it'll just be them finding new product market fit. Yeah. <clears throat> Keeper is actually an interesting one. And I'll I'll tell you why. Like after there's not topic to be discussed on the pod. Um yeah, but speaking to the CBN's circular on on crypto, um it's it's fascinating actually that it took this long. I guess we were never going to get but this. It's a if, new dispensation. Yeah, I think that's what you're factoring. It's a new yeah. dispensation. We we're never going to get this if a Mephile remained. So Mephi So new dispensation. The, so the entire approach in the previous dispensation was very tight fisted around anything related to FX. And so far, this new dispensation has been at least looser. 
So I think the crypto regulations were inevitably going to, as soon as they removed that banned list, the crypto yeah. one was the most inevitable one. Because as much as people, it's, as much as people talk about, oh, Web3, new money, it was really tied to FX. And the hope is that by liberalizing it a bit, they can attract some sort of inflows. But the regulations themselves are interesting. Um, the eligible participants, so or before I even start, basically they said everything that was released previously is superseded. So all those blocking accounts for having crypto, blah, 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 all that is down the drain. It's not necessary anymore. Um, but it introduces new, like the new guidelines in terms of how banks can work with crypto companies. Um, it restricts it to commercial and merchant banks, payment service providers. Those are the people that right now can offer services. So I think a lot of the fintechs and MFBs might be a bit tricky in terms of how they want to tap in directly. I guess indirectly they can do, they can get back their P2P volumes, which I'm sure everybody misses. But um, in terms of directly serving them, might be a bit of a challenge because it's only commercial banks. So because the CBN is actually treating it as anybody that's doing, the people that can do settlement for them are people that can do FX, essentially. Yeah. So basically introduced a settlement account for exchanges. And this is where the purpose of this account is for people to collect Naira from people that are trying to buy crypto. But I do see something. I think you're only allowed to withdraw once a quarter or twice a quarter to go from crypto to fiat. I need to check you guys. I think it's Are twice sure? a quarter. Yeah, it's it's there, like in the fine print, like very. You know, I'm I'm sure that people will will be happy to at least not have to be running clandestine operations to do crypto. Yeah, um, I'm, the good thing is there's that not really. It's not really freedom like that. There's clarity. I mean, it's not freedom, but there's there's clarity in there's terms clarity, of what yeah. in terms of what they want to be. It's not the wild west, but in terms of what they want to be. So it can transfers from the narrow position of a person of persons on the vast platform into their bank account shall not be more than twice in a quarter. Mm. So you can only do withdraw from say Binance to Naira account twice in a quarter. So basically. The banks are not supposed to give them special treatment. So CBN says that banks must charge any fees. So, you know, you know normally on big settlement accounts, they waive um, all these things like COT or, mm. or stamp duty or whatnot. CBN is saying no, that the banks must charge the full fees. Um, also called the... If someone is drawing from okay, I'm gonna just assume I'm going to use Binance as an example. Binance is a register if Binance is a registered VAS, which they are not, but if they are registered virtual asset service provider. VASP. Yeah, in Nigeria. It says it's only the bank account that you used to fund in that you can withdraw from. Um settlement cycle is T plus three. So trans transactions today will be settled in three days. Uh, yes. Um, also called Binance cannot use that settlement account as collateral for credit. Um, you're not allowed to do FX, so you can't 
use the money that you've done in a like say i fund binance with naira i can't use the money i funded binance to withdraw to an outside account essentially you can't use they're trying to block people from using it for moving money out which is would be interesting to see how they how they monitor that uh again you can only withdraw from your binance account twice a quarter this is a hypothetical Binance. Yeah, this is a hypothetical Binance because I, I don't want to be saying VASP every time. Um, also called, the any account that is gets withdrawing or depositing must have full KYC. So it must be a tier Standard. 3 account, BVN, NIN, ETC. Um, transactions on Binance ha- must be Naira only. Uh, CBN says the banks and NIP should not create new bank accounts. Like, so the essential Binance can create Nuban accounts for their Naira customers. So it's a, it's a very... Wait, they said they can't create... Can't. Yeah, that's the what bank... if I sh- use virtual accounts? Yeah, if you use virtual accounts, essentially, I think you should not allow that. Huh. So it explicitly says, FIs and NIBs shall not allow the usage or creation of Nuban accounts by VASPs. A virtual that's, account is a that's new account. interesting. Yeah, virtual account is new is new brand compliant. So it's it's a it's a, they're very strict regulations. So they won't let you. They're very strict regulations, but at least there's clarity in terms of what you can do. So the permissible activities um, that the, the banks are allowed to open accounts for the VASP, for the finances. They're allowed to provide settlement accounts and settlement services. They can allow act as channels for FX flows and trade and any other activity CBN specifies. You can do cash withdrawals on the account. You can do paying checks. Um, and then you must always report and, every blood yeah, thing that happens. To you must CBN. always report. CBN has to approve each account opening of a VASP. So if you want to open an account for Binance, CBN has to approve you opening an account for Binance. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's at least there's clarity. So a lot of the the guys that are doing crypto, if you want to do crypto seriously in Nigeria, it means the next step is that you have to get that license from the SEC before you can enter into any hmm. banking relationship. And even in those banking relationships, they are tightly monitored. I think I've kind of lost my interest. Mm, it's, it's, it's round one. It's, I think it's round one. It's a good start. It's not illegal, but it's a very, yeah. very monitored thing. Yeah. Yeah. And this speaks to local VASPs. Yes. What if I wanted to do like a Coinbase or something? Would they let pay stack? Would they let me like... So in theory, yes. Right? In theory, a pay stack could, but it's not a question of Actually no, I'm I don't. I don't see how I don't, I don't, I don't to say. To I don't want to say in theory yes this because thing. when Paystack is onboarding a business, Paystack has to do KYC on the business. Yeah, and one of the things that's required is for that type of business is that they present a license. So, for instance, if I'm trying to do a digital bank and I wanted to use Paystack, mm. I have to show that I'm licensed for the activity that I want to do. So, so if, if a Coinbase mm. approach Paystack. Coinbase mm. will have to show that they are licensed. And to be licensed, you have to get a Nigerian license subject to these rules. If I use my dollar, if I fund, if I buy dollar from the parallel markets, load it in a in a dumb account, and then maybe go through Stripe to fund. That's, that was 
technically that was never blocked. Well, fair. So I couldn't, I couldn't find, for instance, I couldn't fund my Binance via card like in Naira. Yeah. But I could use a Naira card to fund Binance in dollars. Got it. Ah, I'm on round one. Yeah, at least it's a foundation. It's round one. Uh, I wouldn't be excited if I was for everyone. At least it's the most. I think the most prominent thing or the most relevant thing now is the P2P guys don't have to operate in the shadows anymore since crypto is not banned activity per se. Ah, after spending like a year yeah. hunting, yeah. deploying. So, it would be interesting to see how the different platforms try to resources to find who try to regain the trust of because they are mean there are people that are fined for having for facilitating crypto transactions yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden that accounts were closed that's just gone new dispensation this place is a very yeah. funny place is all i can say but for the actual crypto companies i think this helps weed out riffraffs i think these guys launched Something right after they announced the new anything uh, crap. Kudax. Kudax. Kudax yeah. did free deposit and withdrawals. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately I felt circular came out. Yeah. Fascinating. I, I saw the Njoku script guy. He posted a funny emoji in response to to um if I recall correctly, a tweet talking about like the new um mm-hmm. the new circular. And I found it like very interesting. Um, not sure that the regulation is what affected him in the in the first place. I think that was more just like. I mean, it will still it will still be hard because yeah. essentially requiring a license to participate yeah. means it, it weeds out a lot of people, yeah. and they need to get into the bureaucracy of getting a license. Mm-hmm. They need to get to. The compliance thing so maybe like guys need to hire compliance yeah so maybe guys season for compliance guys like yellow card uh binance if they choose to do it um even coinbase i feel like this is the kind of thing coinbase likes to is, enter the market they like clarity so they but, can enter nigeria based on this but i th- so to, it can go two ways i think that cbn has opened up this opportunity if if this experiment because I think it's an experiment for them, right? <laughs> if it goes well, right, um, it would mean that they could loosen up things even more, right? If it doesn't, we might go back to the previous dispensation. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is from the perspective of the players. Some of them might not be quick to start changing their business model to accommodate this this circular because of, you know, they don't know what ultimate direction the regulators are going to take. Yeah. If I go and hustle for license, you like stop me from doing many things. Yeah. I then come into like I now become a known entity to you. And then tomorrow like stuff shifts again. Yeah. That is even less favorable to me. I'll have shot myself in the foot. Actually I think I have a bit of a, a contrary thing. In the sense that as long as the SEC recognizes it. I don't think we'll ever go back to what it was before. Fair. I think it will, what can happen is that the regulation itself can become tighter in terms of what you can do or it can be a bit looser. But in terms of entrenching yourself as this is what is going to happen. Because I think it was inevitable from the moment the SEC 
said crypto is an investment and we are regulating it what was just left was okay how do they interact with the rest of the financial ecosystem and now that the cbn has laid down the terms of interacting with banks it's now now what to now change is that you can't be as gung-ho as you used to be yeah right you are not you are no more in a gray area well where you can do whatever it is you want now that you're regulated you need to have certain things in place so even like the thing you mentioned about compliance you need to have those departments in place you'll be start getting audited more often yeah so do a lot more regulatory you do a lot more regulatory reporting you know regulatory engagement engagement you now essentially have to be adults yes you have to be responsible so that's why i said the likes of like yellow card luno even coinbase they will like this because they are more mature run by older type people yeah but for the young you know gingered guys fintech fintech type guys it might be a struggle even finding your way to the sec door for that registration is is one struggle yeah the one that i i don't think it'll it'll be is that it'll ever get looser i don't think we typically move that way why i think it will get looser is because there's still some things that you don't have clarity on right um things like even transferring cryptocurrency off platform that is kind of it's because there's no more blockchain p2p yeah they they have no insights into that no no exactly they have no insights into that but you know things like oh the person is only allowed to do two withdrawals in a quarter oh yeah if i withdraw once from binance if I've done my two with Binance, I can just wire to Luno and do my and two with Luno. gas fees. And we all know how that is. I mean, no, now Binance will cover your gas fees. So how they want to, because essentially they, are, they have put a gate on the side, before, the fiat side of things, but they have no control over the what happens on the crypto side of things. Even the thing about, oh, you shouldn't move it outside to foreign accounts. I can send it wherever and exchange it forever i guess that's that responsibility they will pack it they'll, they'll pack, pack it at it the sec yeah exactly no they'll pack it with the vasp itself you have the responsibility now to like monitor and enforce these things and they'll probably add it to some reporting and say i want to see all your activities who owns this who owns this um yeah. because in something like owns in, this in, canada, address in canada they have something wallet. called the travel rule where you must know the sender, like you must have KYC of the sender. So if I if I send you two Bitcoin, yeah, the platform that is receiving that's must receiving know must know me, yeah, and me the platform that is sending must send that information. If you want to do crypto business in Canada, yeah, so it's like it's fine, but if you do it this, so I think we'll get with time there will be more more maybe it won't be looser, but it'll be a lot more defined. Yeah, I I can I can agree to that, but I don't see I don't ever see the CBN ever loosening their grip on yeah the man what, like the thing like two withdrawals they will define it more for you the two withdrawals they might increase it for instance yeah yeah come um yeah been a been a very interesting year we refrain from from prophecies no, and predictions. I refrained from prophecies and predictions. 
Please, why are you sounding like pastor? Should I tell you? Because the, it was prophecy. She was not prediction. Let me say, the thing, the thing with prediction and prophecy, at least personally from my own angle, even when we are doing strategy, I don't do strategy for the next year that I haven't started in this year. So I, can, so I can control my outcome. Word, word. So I don't predict <laughs> what you have not already seen. What I've not already seen. <laughs> that maybe the company shut down December. They were announced in 2024. <laughs> but I'm not, <laughs> no oh God. <laughs> um but yeah, shout out to a couple oh, yes. of folks in our community. Our Minas G's. I, I saw the community rap and it was fascinating, like the number of people that were you know, top one percent podcast listeners. Listeners for them, uh, like some notable names that I'm fairly certain that I'm going to butcher. Butchery. But I apologize in advance. Um, guys like Ewoma, who like carries the podcast on his head across the internet. Like all our listeners should be like Ewoma. Um, Kole Busola Moyo Fawaz, another Busola, this one with, with the handle that has the H in it. Um, Basil Delake Delake, not sure what this is, but your handle is like D H E double L A K E. Um, Ayowali 247. I presume your real name is Ayowali, but that 247 just seems cool to mention he's available to for several stop that for <laughs> um tolu gray toyo cae donaldson okoye and like everyone else in the telegram community and like our listeners um yeah shout out to you guys yes and like laura said we now have a telegram community oh yeah the link to join is on our socials, on our socials. we'll push it again we just semi-premium just the premium juice channel has not been opened yet. Coming soon. <laughs> Adidayo uh, and Sam, not really mentioning you guys because as far as I'm concerned, Loki, you are you are hosts in this podcast. You just don't record. Um, but shout out to you guys as well. Yeah. Um, and then shout out to our team. Yeah, yeah. Ibube, Kwelumi, Dolakbo, Agogo. Yes. Ah, I got that all. One, one try. Yes. It's the guys that help us behind the scenes to do quite a bit of research and also handle socials. So they do research and handle socials for us. So shout out to the team and looking forward to another year of the Open Africa podcast. Yeah. And just to end, um, yeah, we're still... Still, still looking for ad partners. <laughs> Please, you can't this episode big... was, for example, sponsored by us. You know, that's how we'll say it. And then you will then put a short description of what you do and how people can find you. And we have a decent base now of high quality listeners. So, yeah, hit us up. I think people that do B2B, B2B. B2B business. I feel like you should advertise. People that do B2B business should advertise on, on this thing. Yeah. Because we usually have lots of decision makers that are listeners. In, actually, yes. It is an incredible number of decision makers. Like technology decision makers, even within like big companies, real enterprises. Listen. I mean, I'm so, I mean, B2C people shouldn't, shouldn't. I mean, but if you want to waste your money, you are welcome. 
but it's not like it's not with us Mr. that are going to get. Don't discourage money. I've I never mean, seen this type of thing like, before. I'm love. Look, I'm I being, don't even uh, understand. I'm being very honest to uh, keep your honesty to yourself. Worry. I beg you. The B two C two we have C. <laughs> uh, the decision makers. Can you imagine customers? <laughs> Please, you're looking B2C, for I premium, beg you in the name of God. We want to do private banking for premium customers. We have them. They are listeners. Anyway, all of you that sell APIs to fintechs, embedded finance, you should you should advertise here. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. See you in 2024. <laughs> Just cut that part. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you in 2024. Bye. <laughs>